Okay, let's get started with this year's Parshas Ha'azinu, Tavshin Ayin Gimel. Tavshin Ayin Gimel, first shear, Parsha shear of the uh, of the year, where we have the le- end of the cycle. We started, if you remember, a couple of years ago. Lech Lecha. Hmm? Vayelech. Vayelech was last week, but uh, the Vayelech shear was, was given in Tavshin Ayin Beis. But, uh, so it's Tav Shanai, first one that's being given in Tav Shanai and Gimel, because next week Hazinu, Motsai, uh, Yom Kippur, there will not be a shear. Uh, but here we go, Tav Shanai and Gimel, Parshas Ha'azinu. Okay, and Zos HaBracha, we'll see if we have time to do it at some point, but I'm not sure. If not, we'll pick up, Ed Hashem, Wednesday night after Yantif. Wednesday night after Yantif will be, will be Parshas Bracious. Sometimes we miss Bracious. This year we will be able to uh, have a gracious year and uh, then get back on schedule with our, our Parshish year. Okay, Ha'azinu, we have some um, very uh, unique inyanim tonight. First of all, an overview, overview of the Parsha. The last Ramban on the Parsha gives us the message of the entire Shira. As we know, the entire Torah is called a Shira, but also there are specific Shiros, specific, we'll translate them as a song, uh, throughout the Torah. The most famous one being Shiras Az Yashir, which we say every day, Shiras Be'er, which we have in the Torah, but we also have Shiras Ha'azinu. It's written in a unique way in the Torah, unlike the other Shiros. It's written in two columns. Says the Ramban, what's the message? The Ramban tells us that this Parsha is one of the tenets of our faith. This Parsha represents the divine authorship and proves the divine authorship of the Torah. As he'll say why. says the Ramban. And this is the Ramban that I gave you at the end of the parsha. This song tells us everything that happens to us with explanation. This song goes through Jewish history. It starts off, it, after talking about the introductory verses, it talks about how Hashem originally took us, took us from um, out of Mitzrayim. Right? He talks about finding some of the psukim that he's, that he's referring to. Zechariah Mos Alam, right? Shane, this is where it starts. Remember, let me teach you the history. Hashem separated Amim, Lumispar Bene Yisrael. Sometimes we lose the forest for the trees when we're just Maver Sedra, Pasuk by Pasuk. Sometimes you have to read the Psukim as an overview to get the real message. Hashem chose us. He took us through the desert through the desolate land. He surrounded us. We were like the pupil of his eye. Literally. He took us on wings of eagles. Beautiful, amazing beginnings. Beautiful description. Kaddish Baruch Hu has here. Yisrael Leverso Hashem Badan Yarchenu Ve'Eni Mo El Nechar. Good. And then the Ramban says, "This is the beginning." Ve'Skira Hatovo Shasulana Bamidbar, as we just read. Vasherin Chilano Artsos Artsos Hagayim Hagdolim Vatsumim, the great nations that He separated us from. Ve'Rova Tova Ve'Osher Ve'Kavit. Ve'Chimirov Kol Hatova. But then comes Mardu Bashem La'Avod Avodas Gililim. We went off. Hashem did so much for us, and we rejected. Tupsukim later, vayishman yishirun vayivat. We rejected. We became literally fat, and we kicked. We rebelled. Shamanta avisa kasisa. As Chazal tell us, 
Ein adam morid ba'kadosh baruch hu elamitoch tzvi'a. A satiated feeling. When we feel we don't have something, we need something, we're going to turn to God. When we feel like we have everything, that's when there's a, that's when we have to bench, you have to eat. Vayitosh aloka, I'm just reading the psukim. Vayitosh aloka osahu, we left God, vayinabel tzur yeshuaso. And we, we made disgusting the rock of our salvation. Tzur yeshuaso. That's the Ramban. Vizkira, back to the Ramban. Vizkira hakas asher hayamilafanav alehem. And the Pasik reminds us of God's anger. Until all of the terrible plagues that came upon us. And he sent us and scattered us throughout the land. And all this has come true. That's the Psukim that uh, come in the next Psukim. You forgot God. Hashem saw and he was very angry. I will give them Hester upon him. I'll see what, what happens in their end. We'll get back to that, Hashem, soon. They were jealous of me for nothing. It's all about Jewish history. What though, says Ramban, is the most amazing thing about this Jewish history lesson? When it was written, it didn't happen yet. This is in Hazinu. Hashem didn't scatter us into Gullahs yet. We didn't do bad yet. It's everything that happened before it happened. Shiraz Hazinu proves and reflects the divine authorship of the Torah. Because everything has come true. Except the end hasn't come true yet. For Amr Hashira line 7, Kibisof Yashiv Nakam Litzarav Udumasarav Yishalim. Why is it called the Shira? Because at the end, the revenge is going to come on those others, the nations. Ah, the, the famous question, but if we deserved it, why is Hashem eventually going to have retribution done on all the other nations that persecuted us, it was supposed to happen, it was our fault? They didn't do it, Lishma. They did it because they hated God, and we are the people of God. They don't hate the Jews because of the Avodah Zara that the Jews do. Why do they hate Jews, all the other nations? Because we don't act like them. Pure anti-Semitism. We don't intermarry with them. We don't eat from their carbonos, from their tables. And we despise their gods. We destroy any relic and any remnant of, of Anything related to their religion. In Cain, line 11, Because of the hatred of God, they, even though, in reality, it's a punishment for us, they're doing it because they can't stand the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And if you read the Pesachim closely, this is about not only the scattering, but obviously at the end, the Kaddish Baruch Hu says finally he's going to bring us back in and if you continue reading, Ultimately, the that day hasn't happened yet, says the Ramban. It obviously, is not, it's not, uh, has not been fulfilled, but we know so much of this Shira has been fulfilled. Though it was in the future when it was written, we are sure that the rest will be fulfilled as well. 
And that's what he ends off by saying, Vihine line 15. Ain Bashira Hazos Tanai Bitshuba Ba'avoda. This Shira is not a condition of Chuva, Rakishtar Eidus. What will happen? Hashem will cause us tremendous pain and gullus because we deserve it, but He won't decimate us. And therefore, this is, Vimkain, last line will do. Hashirazos haftacha mivu eres. This parsha, obviously, you can always reread it, but the simplest interpretation of the most of the mafarshim are about events that occurred after this was written, and therefore this goes in the face of any heretic who wants to deny the veracity of the divine nature of the authorship of the Torah. Okay, that's a Ramban, an overview on the entire parsha, Parsha's Hazin. Okay, now we move on to talk about some of the actual psukim. We start off with a halachic source, which will then turn turn hashkafic. All the way at the beginning, one of the more famous psukim, probably the most famous pasuk in the parsha, Perak Lamed Beis Pasuk Gibel, Kishem Hashem Ekra Havu Godel Leilokeinu. When I call out the name of God, Havu Godel, we will ascribe greatness to Hashem. By the way, it's. Uh, this is this week we are learning this because this is the source in the Gemara Masechus Yuma for bowing down when you hear Shem Hashem on Yom Kippur. Kishem Hashem Ekra, when we hear the name of God, we bow down. That's the source. Kishem Hashem Ekra, we've discussed that a little bit in the past. But the more famous halacha that is learned out from this Pasik is the Gemara Masechus Brachas, on Daf Chafalaf, that Yomi did it a couple weeks ago, and that is, this is the source for Birchas HaTorah. When we come in contact with the name of God, which is learning Torah in a deeper sense, we have to ascribe greatness. We have to praise Hashem. We have to praise Hashem. This pasuk is the source for that for that halacha. Both men and women being obligated in Berchas Torah, clearly stated in the Shulchan Aruch. There is a Gemara Masechus Nedarim, which we might have touched on in the past, is quoted in the beginning of source number two. Amr of Yehuda Marav, my dixiv, mi ha'ishachacham v'yavinazos. Who could understand this? The chulu alma of the ha'aretz. Why did the churban bias happen? Davrezel merchachamim v'lo pershua. Amr neviyim v'lo pershua. Nobody could figure it out. Why was the base of Midrash destroyed? We'll get to later. There were other gemaras, sinaschinam, the big three, but the gemara nedarim has another suggestion. They left my Torah. What do you mean they left my Torah? They were learning Torah. They skipped Torah. They didn't say Torah. That's why the Churban Bayez happens. Obvious question. We've dealt with in the past a little bit. This is the reason for the Chorban. First of all, why didn't they say Berchaz Torah? It's not so hard. They learned. They just didn't say Berchaz Torah. Why? So there's a Rabbi Yonah quoted in the Ran on that Gemara. I didn't give it to you this time. That talks about they didn't learn Lishma. They were just learning just to get to the result of knowing what to do. They didn't uh, learn just for the sake of learning. But we're going to have two other suggestions. 
made by Rabasha Weiss right here, the Minchas Asher, in his Sichos on Parsha. He needs Sarach Beer. He focuses on the last word. Why didn't it just say Lo Berchu Batora? They didn't say Berchu Batora. What's the Tchila? What's the emphasis? They didn't make the Berchu Batora Tchila. Why Tchila? What does that tell us? See, so he quotes the Gemara in Mesachas Brachas. We spoke about this a couple of months ago, Parshas Akev. The same Gemara we spoke about, how the Gemara tells us that there are two brachos that are potentially mida oraisa from the Torah. Birchas hamazon, after we eat. Birchas haTorah, before we learn. And we already spoke then, why is that the case? Why do we have to make a bracha, at least according to the Torah, after we eat and before we learn, and not vice versa? We do make a bracha before we eat. That's only Durabanan. Why is it that the Torah demands after you eat, before learning? See, he's going to focus on that right here. Line four. Says the Sefer HaChinuch in Mitzvah Taflamid, 430. Hashem wants you to serve Him first and foremost after you get something and you enjoy it. When you enjoy it, you can really thank. And when you get something, oh, thanks so much. After a good meal. Oh. So Hashem says, you know, give me a bracha after you eat. Because that's when you really enjoy the food. After you ate, oh. Because the animal side of me, which is the focus of my eating, feels the pleasure after I've enjoyed myself. I eat. Ah, that was great. It was great. Okay, we enjoy it when we smell it. But, but in terms of the eating, after we eat, ah, that's when the chiluk behemi, the, the animalistic side of me, which has to eat, fully enjoys after the enjoyment. Aval, what about learning? When it comes to learning, the intellect, the mind, the mind, you're right, it, you can enjoy it after you hear a great vart. But even before, if I know the value of what I'm about to involve myself in, I'm already excited. Right? Why is it that, you know, you know, some of us, when we get a new Sefer, we'll like give it kisses and we'll like caress it. You don't caress your pizza before you eat it. Maybe some people do, but most people just eat it. But you get a Sefer, you like hold it and enjoy it. You didn't learn it yet. No, because I know. I know it's going to be amazing. And it already is amazing. Yavinoso. Alkain says that this is all the Sefer Achinach still talking. That's why before you learn, even before you, you realize the Davos of learning, you already have enjoyment. Okay, maybe it's even more afterwards, but you already have enjoyment knowing that I'm about to be involved in this sublime activity, and therefore I can already make a bracha. Ein zeh says Rav Asher Weiss and because the focus is on the intellect and on not just on the intellect it could be the emotion too intellect not, not against emotion but on the spiritual side of us our neshama yearns for it 
And that's where there's a bracha even before, because we realize the godless of it. He quotes an amazing, just little two minutes. You can forget this by the time Shabbos comes along, because I'm using this also on Shabbos and the Drasha. There's a lot of other Makaras too, but this to be all the way towards the end. Um, Rav Yonis and Ibishitz was once in Shul. And there was a Talmud that, that learned next to him. And then a Dava next to him. And after a bunch of days, he always listened to his Rebbe make brachas. He never heard his Rebbe say Shalosani Goy. He skipped it. He listened. He thought he missed it the first time. The second day, he li- and he kept listening, and he never—he he didn't say it. So one time, he got up the courage and says, "Rebbe, you don't say Shalosani Goy." What's? So of course I say it. No, I don't. I don't hear it. He says. He says. Oh, he says. He says. I, I can't help myself. I wake up in the morning. I'm so excited to be an Evan Hashem. I'm so excited to start learning. I'm so excited at the life I have. I can't stop. I got, it just comes out. It's not good. I'm just so thankful and so, so, um, and I'm in Shamayim. I, I, I can't wait till I get to Shul. I, it just comes out. It comes out right away. Jonas and I. So it says Rav Asher Weiss. Okay, feel free to forget Says uh, Rosh Weiss, you, know, you can't forget that story. Yeah, that, that story is going to last with us for a very long time. That's why it's got to be used again. Says Rosh Weiss, Shaloberchu Batorah Tchila. They enjoy learning, but the chashivas that we have to give to our learning even before we learn, before we learn. In source number three now, on line uh, eight or nine, Efshar Shabbat is Berchu Berchazatorah. Of a low berchu batchila, a laachar talmud, like they put food and, and learning together. Oh, this is about enjoying it physically. V'lo hivchinu ben chay olam lachayisha v'asichla nefesh asichlis v'nishmas alokim, and therefore they didn't make that distinction. So lo berchu batorat chila. Number one, second idea. Second idea. He quotes from a Degel Machine Ephraim on line 12 that he quotes from the Baal Shem Tov. They specifically were not Mavarech Ha'arevna. That section. Maybe they said Asher Bachar Banu, maybe Lassa B'Devet Torah. They left there for Ha'arevna. The Baal Shem Tov. So Dafka, that part of Birchaz Torah they left out. What does that mean? But the Gemara says you have to say that. So he explains, based on the problem that we already alluded to before, there are other Gemaras that tell us why the Churban bias happened. Yuma Daftes. You know why the Churban bias happened? First base on Migdash with the big three Averis. Second base on Migdash with Sinas So we know there were other reasons. So Berchu Batarat Chilah. How does this fit with the other Gemara? So explains Rav Asher Weiss. He has a different answer in a different context, but this is what he says here. The question that is being asked in Adarim is, what was the root hashkafa, the root attitude that ultimately led them to just not be machshav Torah mitzvahs at all, which ultimately led them sof ma'isa rachman al-Islan, to lead to all the other averes that were mentioned. But what was the root? What was the start? What was the first little baby step that they took away from God, which ultimately led them to giant steps away from God? What were those baby steps? And according to the Baal Shem Tov, Ha-Revna. Torah wasn't sweet to them. Torah wasn't enjoyable to them. The Simcha element, 
It was a burden to them. It was an all. It wasn't a privilege. It wasn't a special treat. It was an all. And again, once at a younger age, so most of the time, it is an all. But they have to see their parents, besimcha. And eventually, hopefully, when the kids get a little older, they'll remember the state that the parents were in and say, oh, they enjoyed it. I could get there. But that's what we have to be a model for all those around us. We have to be excited about it. And besimcha about it, that's shloberchu batoratzchila. We have to enjoy our yadus. We have to enjoy our, our wonderful yamim tovim that we have. Yes, it might be hard sometimes with all these days of yantif and cooking and cleaning and, and what's the next one? Maybe even harder in chutzlaretz. But, you know, we have to realize what it's all about. And in that way, be able to instill in ourselves and our families the proper attitude to coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not Chas V'Shalom, the opposite. And that's what he says. He continues at the end. That's the Vaharevna, the, the sweetness. And just to mention it, because he says it, that's the Gemara in Mesechus Psachim, in source number four now on the top, where the Gemara says that though there is a general machlokas about most holidays, most Yom Tovim, machlokas between Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Yeshua, whether... I can enjoy the yantif however I want. Rabbi Yeshua says, Kulo Lashem or Kulo Lachem. I can stay in shul all day or I can stay and sit home all day and eat and drink and be merry. I have a choice whatever I want. Kulo Lashem or Kulo Lachem. And Rabbi Yeshua says, No, Chati Lashem or Chati Lachem. You have to split it. You have to have at least some of each. So that's a general machlokas, but the Gemara says there are three exceptions to the rule. Where everybody agrees you're not allowed to fast. Everybody agrees you have to have some physical enjoyment. Shabbos, because of Onik Shabbos, Purim, because of Yemei Mishnah V'Sinch Lekziv, and Shavuos. Shavuos, which the Gemara calls Atzeres. Why? Shavuos, that's the strange one. Purim, obviously. Yemei Mishnah V'Sinch, Shabbos, Onik Shabbos, Purim, Shavuos, top line. Akomodim Ba'atzeres, Tavidah Nami Lachem. Everybody agrees that on Shavuos you need Lachem. And the famous question asked on this Gemara, again, everything we've said famous now, we're trying to make it famous. The question that is asked on this Gemara, is Shavuos, the day of Kabbalah Satora. Just stay and learn all day. So what does Rashi there say? Fourth line, Laharos to show Shenoach umekubal alav, Yom Shenit Torah Visinai, to show through our actions that we are excited and happy and feel privileged that we were chosen to receive the Torah. Simcha, Berchu Batorah Tchilo, Vaharevna, and the more we, you have to have kavana by that bracha. Vaharevna Hashem, Elokeinu Hashem, make it sweet. Sometimes we're not in the mood. Sometimes we have to, we have to, if we have kavana that bracha, we have to ask Hashem, please help it, help it be sweet to me. Help me enjoy it. Help me in my trying to, to feel the most I can feel from the learning. Okay. That's Kishem Hashem Ekra. Moving to the next Pasuk. To Shira. Next line. Pasuk Dalit. Hatsur tamim pa'alo kichal derachav mishpat. Hatsur, the rock, meaning Hashem, tamim pa'alo. His work is complete. Tamim pa'alo. Kichal derachav mishpat. All of his ways are, mishpat are just. 
Kel emunah ve'en avel. He is a true God without any avel, without any crookedness. Tzadik v'yasharhu. There's a passage that we say, Rahman al-Islan, by Sidu Kadin. Ask a number of the Mepharshim. We might have mentioned this in the name of the Chavis Chaim in the past, but I found it uh, in a different safer in the Otras HaTorah this year in source number five. We say God is Ein Avel. El Emunah ve'ein Avel Tzadik v'yasharhu. Hashem, you're not crooked. Hashem, you don't cause undue pain. Ain Avel. That's a great compliment for Hashem. He really needs us to say that? You're not only perfect, but you don't make any mistakes. Ain Avel. What are those two words? Kel Emunah ve'ein Avel. Tzadik v'yasharhu. What does it mean, Ain Avel? Imagine saying it to a human king. You haven't made any big mess-ups. What, that's, what does that mean? What kind of shevach is that? In source number five, Ha'alot, Nishabeach Adam Shalom Mazik Luzulaso Lelo Siba Ein Bezashum Gdula What does that mean? Ein Avel Says Yisrael Salanter Line five Binoeg Sheba Olam Usually Im Avar Adam Achukei Hamadina Ubmuv Alafei HaShofet Whenever anybody is on trial and they're standing, right, in defense of, of their actions. The judge focuses on the defendant alone. That's it. doesn't focus on the defendant's grandma that, that lives somewhere else that would be crushed if her son has to go to jail for 45 years. Not focused on the, on the children that might have to go to foster care. Right? No, the judge is not the, ju- the, not the judge's problem. I have to judge the person in front of me. If a person has to go to jail, it's obvious that the punishment is not only going to affect him, it's going to affect his friends and his family and his neighborhood. Even if his elderly parents come and his wife and his little kids, no, the gzardin is the gzardin. It's not going to change. That's by a human king. The mishpat of Hashem is not like that. Even if somebody is chayv a punishment from Shemayim, it's not going to happen. If the person that's going to be affected by it is not deserving of getting that pain. If punishing Ruvain is going to cause Ruvain's wife undue distress, which she doesn't deserve, or vice versa, Hashem's going to hold back. Even if this guy deserves it, it doesn't matter. Ain Avel. Hashem looks at the entire picture. And if we can't understand it, it's only that because we can't understand it. Sometimes Rahman we see tragedies happen. But Akarish Baruch is not like something got under the radar. Rahman al Islan. Baruch knows exactly what's supposed to come upon each one of us. Even like the, the hair's breadth. And he quotes that's the shot of the Pasuk in Yirmiyahu. 
It'll be all paragraph and base. It says three lines from the bottom. Gadol ha'itzah v'rav ha'aliliyah. Great is the eitzah of Hashem. Asheri necha pekuchos. Your eyes are open. Al kol darchei b'nei adam. On the way, the paths of all people. Lasis leish kidrachav. To give to each man like his way. Asks the Osvetatora, the Yosef Lekach. The Pazik starts off by saying God sees everybody. And then it switches. So is it everybody? Is it Rabbim? Is it Yachid? says, Ella. He says, it's both. Ella. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kasher Rotsa Lahanish Adam Shachayi Bedin. Enaf Bekuchos Al-Kol Darchei B'nei Adam. His eyes are open onto everybody when he's interested in this individual. Because nobody lives in a vacuum. If this individual is going to affect others, so then, Hashem's not going to do it. And only after looking at all B'nai Adam, then he gives La'ish Kidrachav. That, by the way, is how some of Hashem explain, some um, late commentaries explain, the idea of going to a tzaddik when somebody is sick, going to a Tamil Chacham, going to a Rebbe, getting people to Davin. Because the more people that are in pain, if this great tzaddik is there, Hashem's going to say, this tzaddik, I can't have him in pain. And he's a pain because it's so and so is sick, so I'm going to make them better. That's, another, that's one of the ways how it might work, because this other person is not supposed to be in pain. So we go to a tzaddik. It's not magic. And he continues. Maybe this explains another pasuk in Tehillim. Hashem, you have chesed because you give everybody what they deserve. Again, if you give everybody what they deserve, how is that chesed? No, because he only gives what they deserve based on chesed. Based on looking around and then he gives everybody what they deserve. Only if, only through chesed, if it doesn't affect others. And then he calls Reveli Lopian who says that, you know, according to all this, maybe it's a good idea, the more friends we have, the better off we are. Right? We should try to be connected to as many people doesn't mean that we all have to be machers and like try to know everybody's business. It just means in terms of true friends who feel close to us, we should try to be involved with others. And in that way, you know, they'll be connected to us. Okay? The last paragraph quotes something that is more controversial, though. And that is in the last paragraph, he quotes from the Chazonish that the Chazonish wasn't so keen on life insurance, according to this. Why? Because if the person has life insurance, then it won't be so bad for the family. Rahman al-Islan. Because they're taken care of. But if they don't have life insurance, then what's going to be? And then Hashem won't do it. That's the Chazonish. He's quoted that from the Chazonish based on the Svarah. The Minaga Olam is like Rav Moshe, not like the Chazonish. I get at least outside of B'nai Brak. The Minaga Olam is Rav Moshe Feinstein in source number seven. We've spoken about this truth in the past. But Ramosha says, of course you have to get life insurance. Not only can, but should. And are chayiv. Chayiv. Be'enyin insurance. Is there any lack of bitachon if somebody gets life insurance? Says Ramosha, no. It is not a lack of bitachon. Hine, line four. Why? Do, what? You ever invest in anything? What do you invest for? In the lack of Hashem will make money fall into your uh, fall into your window. It's any investment. 
the Ovid Kucholin Yoni Mischar. Shadam Lorak Shirashoil Gamachuyev Lasso's Mischar. Favodila Panasoso. A person has to make a living and he has to care for himself and care if he can care for tomorrow for tomorrow too. For Osavo Lomar, it's also for him to say, Shaavim Loyaz, I'm going to stay home, God will take care of me. Yasmin Lohashem is Rak Panasoso, Beza Ofan. The Manolo, she's Luschus, because who says they have such a schus? You're not allowed to be so mechan and nace. Now that Adam to a Kodesh Baruch Hu like that, he says, he says, Vederech HaTeva, person has to try to, obviously, sometimes, not everything works out, but as much as we could do in our Ishtamus, we have to do that. And then he says, in the, I, I, I skipped a few paragraphs, I didn't give you, but you go to the next second half, V'kivan Shehu Kain, Aflik Dolem V'tzadikim, even if you're a great Tzadik and a Balmofes, doesn't mean you shouldn't get life insurance. Especially us. What if you want to go into a business? You're going to make more money than another business you could go into, right? Now I'm going to go into it. No, this is what you think you're good at. You do it. Says Rav Moshe. We live in a time period. Who created life insurance? HaKadosh Baruch gave us life insurance. So he's sending us like the joke. He's sending us the helicopter and the boat. And he, he's sending it to us. It says Ramosha, of course you have to use it. At the at the end in source number eight, Here he does not end off with Bal Nefesh Yachmir. Like he does in various other chuvas, including the Chal of Israel and, and others. But he says he says, no, even Ksheri Yiri Hashem Yisbarach, who both can rock on Hashem Yisbarach, Shehu Anosi and Eitzel, Lemikni Nixin, Degami Shekone Insurance, Hunami Eitzel, Hashem Yisbarach. Hashem gave you this idea. Lemikni Insurance, Uboteach on Hashem Yisbarach. Amboteach on Hashem. And therefore, a person, just like you, V'cheinu B'insurance, so Sreifa, V'geneva, V'insurance, so cars. He usually says machines. Here he says cars. Right? He says insurance of, of Geneva. He says, no problem whatsoever against that Chazanish. The Vart can work, even without that last line. Still a true, uh, a true idea, even if one doesn't hold of the last, of the last application of the, of the Chazonish. Okay. Moving right along. One short little thought from Rav Mordechai Elio. The Divrei Mordechai. In Source number 9. Divrei Mordechai, we know, Torah tells us, Vayini keyu dvash misela. Shev took out Dvash, Paraglamid Vez, Pasig Yud Gimel, Vayinikeyu, Dvash, Mi, Selah, the second half of that, uh, of that Pasig, right, and then Rashi quotes a story in, uh, from the Sifri, Maisa Be'achachalab Bersichni, about, about honey from a, honey from a rock. Okay, his story though is just about honey. Quoted here, so we're gonna quote it here. Hayam Aran Harav Zatzal. Right, Rabbi once told over the story. One time somebody came to him, and wanted him to give a haskama for a sefer. Hayatli Rav Echad, who heavy sefer, who bikesh haskama for lachas alaymod. He pressured me very much. He pressured me, and he wouldn't leave me alone. Maybe he didn't give too many haskamas to books, but give to some. But this was obviously one lady that he might not have wanted to. Kastavtis, I wrote, I wrote him a haskama. Hasefer azeh kal amud va'amud maledvash. The sefer is full of honey on every page. So the guy looks at it, he's like, oh, wow, that's great. I'm so excited. He starts showing his friends, went straight to the publisher. He's very excited. And then his Talmudim realized what was going on. He just was getting him off his back. He's like, Rebbe, what would you write? You know what? It's all, it's all honey. So 
He says, There's a difference between milk and honey. What's between milk and honey? Milk is produced from the udder, from the cow. Comes out of the udders, but it's something natural. Obviously, the cow eats, but something it's it's created and produced, and could be called a totsereta of the cow. Honey, does it come from a bee? The honey takes it, takes the pollen from one flower, brings it over here, uses it, changes its form, processes it a little bit, and produces the honey. Milk is something that's. It's new from the cow. It's his own stuff. The honey, it just came from somebody else. It's just pre-processed and wrapped up in new wrapping. doesn't take anything from itself. It processes what it gathered. Like, he quotes a Tosfus in Chulin, which in the Sefer it has uh, three question marks, the way the Tosfus is. But that, it could be that the principle of Hayot is usually a principle. Masechah Bechorah talks about this. Anything that comes out of a kosher animal is kosher. Anything that comes out of a non-kosher animal is not kosher. That's why milk from a kosher animal is kosher. Goats and cows. Milk from a non-kosher animal is not kosher. Hayotim and atame tame, hayotim and atar So the Rishonim deal with two problems. How could honey be kosher if it comes from bees? Bees aren't kosher. So how is honey kosher? So one of the answers is it doesn't really come from the bee. The bee is just the pipeline. It comes from the flower. goes through the bee and then we get it. The other question is about how could, how could milk from a, from a human being be kosher? Right? That's a separate question. Not for now. Either way, but says it's kosher. Uh, but anyway, says the says uh, he says that is why I Told him. Well, let's just keep, keep reading. There was a case where um, there was a, there was an ice cream factory. That he said that, that the electricity melt, uh, went and all the ice cream melted. And there were a lot of bees. They're all around because all the ice cream melted. And you know what? The honey that came from those bees was white because it was vanilla. Right, Shalom, they asked me. He says it's Bafurish. Because bees don't don't make it themselves. They'll make it a comes. He says, Vahamaven Yovin, why I wrote in the Sefer that it's all honey and it's not milk. He didn't think there was too much uh, original thoughts, too many original thoughts in that in that sefer. Okay. The Divir Mordechai with a sharp comment. We continue though now. Lamid Bay's Chaf. Lamid Bay's Chaf. Right after a V. So now we're up to the part where Kodesh Baruch Hu gets angry at us. Hashem sees us and gets angry. And he says, I will hide my face from them. Hester Panim. I will see what's going to happen to them in their end. Because they are a wayward generation, children who are not faithful. Asks the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Freed from Lakewood, Vayomer, he says, what, in, what is the second phrase in that Pasuk telling me? Hashem says, I'm going to hide my face from them. You know, let's see what, what happens to them. But God has to say that. 
Just leave out that phrase. I'm going to hide my face because they are an unfaithful nation. What Hashem has to like show, say a threat in the Torah or like prove it. You'll see what happens. You'll see. Like, like waving a finger. What is that phrase adding? I will hide my face from them. What do we have to... What's the emphasis of that? It's got to be something deeper. Must be something deeper. What's the Pashib shot? So I don't know if this Pashib shot, but one idea. Source number 10. It's extra. But if we focus on some of the words, we just run through Azina, we're focusing on what his uncle is saying, what his Rashi say. Got to earn your uncle this week, those who are Mavra said with uncleus. Those are the, uh, where uncle is not just a translator, but he's in, uh, he explains. So, but if to look at the Psukim, we're going to, right now, two thoughts, one right after another, with, with phrases. If we think about it a little bit, could ask what they're teaching us. What is that teaching me? So he quotes second Baal Shem Tov of the night. Amasha, line seven. That which we have Hester Panim in this world, it's like a king. A king wants to test the commitment of his servants. So he, he placed tricks, so to speak, on his servants to try to see how much, how far they're going to push themselves. Kimo. He makes big, tall walls around his palace and castle. Right? All these walls. And every time you get into a further wall, closer in, it's scarier. And if you hear lions and tigers, you hear wild animals, you hear, and it gets scared. And there's a moat. You hear the crocodiles. And as you get closer and closer in, because the king wants to test, who's going who's gonna to keep going? Who's going to try to see me? It scares us. The king wants to see who, who is his real Oavo. Umi Shain here's a key line. Umi Shain Avas Hamelak Bo Erbikirbo Khoshesh Yoser Lenafsho. Who cares more about themselves than about the king? Commitment is the king. Right? Take a bullet to the king. Right? Who cares more about themselves than for the king? Then they won't go all the way. I can't go further. But if they're on fire, if the person's on fire, I'm doing this, nothing's stopping me, I'm getting close to the king, I'm going to break down these walls. He'll get through the walls and the king will say, Ah, oh, Baruch Hashem, you're committed. You're my, you're my precious servant. You're the one that is, that is most loyal to me. And he'll take him in and he'll show him the greatest, greatest wonderful time. Says the Yam Simcha, that's, that's Hester Panim. Hester Panim, Kodesh Baruch Hu has different levels of Hester Panim for each person in the world and for each generation of Jews in the world. But the ultimate purpose, no, it's not sarcastic. It's not sarcastic of, Erem Ahrisam, I'm going to see. No, Kodesh Baruch Hu wants to see our Ahris. Astira Fanai Mehem? Why? I want to see Ma'achrisam. I want to see who's loyal to me. Who's going to fight through the darkness? Who through the Hester Panim is still going to dive into me? Who's going to know I'm still in charge? Who's going to know that I'm behind? Meitzitz Menacharakim. 
וזה הפירוש כאן. ויאמר סיר פנאי מהם, אבל התכלס של זה היה ערם אחריסם. That's the purpose. התכלס של האסטורס פנים, היא ניסיון לראות אם יבקשו הבנים לראות פני מלכם. Will they push? Or will they say, oh, it's hard. It's, it's too much for me. It's too much. Too... What does commitment mean? Commitment means even if it's not so enjoyable. Even if it's, if I don't, but I know what the goal is. If I know what the goal is, then I'll push myself. I'll push myself. And that's what he says. Fascinating. Fascinating. We don't look up Sukkim always in the Gemara. But the Gemara Meseches Kiddushin talks about discussion, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir says that we are called Banim Lamakom. What's his Pasik that proves that we are called Banim Lamakom? It's this Pasik. Kidor Tapuchos Heino, Banim Le'imun Bam. This is the Pasik of Hester Banim. But we're still called Banim. We're called children in this Pasik. Not called Avadim, we're not called an Am. We're called Banim. Why? Because that's the whole purpose of the Hester Panim, Rahman al Islam. To an Eved, there's no specific love. But Banim Laimun Ban, Banim is something that Kharish Baruch Hu cares deeply about. That's one phrase in the parsha that seems extra. But now we have a phrase which the Ramban, two Rambans for the evening. Now we have a phrase that we might not have anything of the sort in the entire Torah. And if we've never caught it, the Chamel Leibowitz makes sure we catch this Ramban and we don't miss it. Pazit continues and says that Hashem is going to try to you know, hurt us and spread us out. The Pazit is Pazit Chavav and Chavzayin. I'll read you the Pazit. Amarti af ehem. Hashem says, I will destroy them. Afehem. Uncle says, Echo Rugzi, I'll put my anger on them. Ashbisa me'enozichrom. I will wipe them out from memory. Ashbita me'enozichrom. That's what I would do. Lule, were it not for. Lule, were it not for. Kaas oyev agur. The anger of the enemy I fear. Penyinakrut saremo. What does that mean? Maybe they'll think it's from somewhere else, from the word Nachri, strange. Penyomru, blessed they say, Yadenu Rama, Velo Hashem Paal Kolzos. The Pasuk here attributes the Midah, or the feeling of fear and scared to God. Elsewhere in the Torah, we have Hashem being angry, Hashem being happy. Hashem being a, a vengeful God. There are many attributes described to God. Rachum, Chanun. Here, Hashem's talking. Lulei ka'as oyev agur. I'm worried, says Hashem, that if I wipe out B'nai Yisrael, the other nations of the world are not going to realize that I'm behind everything. They won't believe in me. So I can't wipe them out. It's unbelievable. Says the Ramban. What are we supposed to do with this Pasuk? Hashem is saying that the reason that he won't destroy his kas oyev agur, I, I, I will fear. Right? It reminds, if we focus on this passage, it reminds us of Moshe Rabbeinu's tainus after the Egel, Miraglim. Okay, they deserve to die, and what are the nations going to say? That's what saved us in the end. So think about that. We have to think about this, says the Ramban. HaKadosh Baruch Hu won't destroy us so many times. Moshe Rabbeinu, but here he says it. 
Because he's worried about the umos ha'olam. It's such an important element. The chil Hashem element. Look at the way the Rechamo Leibowitz says it, then we'll see the Ramban. In source, 17, source uh, 12. This verse contains a very daring anthropomorphism indeed. Attributing to God the sentiment of fear, as it were. Were it not that I dreaded the enemy and has no parallel in the Torah. Ibn Israel's attempt to weaken its force by stating the verse speaks in human terms is totally inadequate to explain away the unusual boldness and starkness of the expression when applied to the sovereign of all mankind. Hashem as the feeling of scared. It's a, two of the most, maybe one of the most amazing words in the entire Torah. Agur. Hashem says, I'm scared. I can't do it. Right, like Losaguru Mipneish. Right, same shower, it's the beginning of Dvarim. So how are we supposed to understand that? Says the Ramban, now turning over. On this Pasik. And the Ramban himself makes the connection to Moshe Rabbeinu's Tainus. And then he's going to explain to us the Yisod. We started off with a basic Ramban, and we'll, towards the end, now have a basic Ramban. Hine Yomar Kasuv, where it's underlined. Really, Midas Hadin, we should stay in Galus. Lule Kas Oyev, except for the feeling of the enemy. Vio And this teaches me. Really, in a certain sense, Zechus Avos was finished. No more. There's a Gemara in Shabbos that he's quoting. We have bris avos, but we don't have schus avos. Whatever that means. Not for now. The only reason that we're still saved is because of shame Hashem. What does that mean? And he says, same, before he explains it, he quotes others. That's what Moshe said. It's not that Hashem, or what we think it means. But here the Ramban states it. And this explains this Pasuk and the time of Moshe. And it reflects Hashem's relationship with us in this day and age. Aval Hashem bara es ha'adam bitachtonim sheyakir et baro v'yodeh lishmo. What is the purpose of creation? The Ramban said the purpose of creation is for man to recognize God. That is the purpose of the world. Why did Hashem create the universes and the galaxies and everything? Is so that man recognizes Hashem. Not for angels to recognize Hashem, because they do. Not for animals, because they can't. But it's for man to recognize Hashem. And he gave him Bechir Chashis to recognize or not. And at the beginning of the world, towards the beginning of time, Hashem said, okay, let's see who I'm going to choose to highlight this relationship and to be the leader amongst the nations to bring them close to me. And it was only Avram Avinu. It was only Avram. Hashem said, okay, I choose you. You're going to be it. You're going to help me fulfill the purpose of the world. You and your descendants are going to build a nation. That's the purpose. And when we had a base of Migdash, Shlomo and David, what did the Gemara talk about? That everybody wanted to become Jewish then. They didn't accept Gerim in those days. Because everybody wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't a great kunst to be a Jew then. But what would happen now? 
That's the purpose of the world, to recognize God. If Chas V'Shalom Hashem says, Chas V'Shalom Hashem says, that Im Yashuv Yovad Zichrom, line 13, Yishkechu Ha'amim Esos Azev Ma'asav. Now, and Mehiri Yibana Beis HaMikdash, all the nations talk about, they're going to talk about Kriyas Yamsuf, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, all the, the miracles, the miracles that are going to happen in Lo'asil Lavo. Go, they're going to say, Hashem, everything's going to become so clear that all of history was about HaKadosh Baruch Hu being in charge of the Jews and taking them through history, through being downtrodden, but saving them. And what's going to happen, Hashem says? What's going to happen? If the Jews are gone, then the whole purpose of the world ceases to exist. Because the whole purpose, I chose them originally, and I need them to be the Arla Goyim. And Moshe knew it! And that was Moshe's claim. Right? What? Hashem! 31 kings are stronger than you. You can only be Paro. Hashem says, what? Because Hashem cares about his own, his own COVID? No! But the purpose of the world. Will, it will be pointless. And Hashem, we don't ask what, we just know. The purpose of the world is for man to recognize the, the tuvo of God, of Hashem, and therefore, Alkain Roi Midin Haratzon Shahayab Midin Haratzon Shahayab Abriyas Haolam Shahi Ratzon Lafanav Lahakim Lolaam Kalayamim Kihem Akrovim Elav Vichum. That's the Agur. Obviously, God Hashem is not scared. He can create another world also. But this is the world He created. And we were chosen based on our forefathers' actions to be the at Orla Goyim. And therefore Hashem says, I need you to be that R. It places the Achrayas squarely on our shoulders. He is forced to stick it out with us based on earlier generations. Okay, one final little small thought and then we'll end with just one thing in Yonah Diyoma. Pasuk says later on, Lamed Beis Mem Zayin, Lamed Beis Mem Zayin, towards the end of the Parsha now, after the Shira, Hashem says, put all these thoughts on your hearts. And why? It is not an empty thing from you. It is not empty. That's what the Torah... The Torah is not empty. The Torah is not foolish. Bother the Mepharshim. Says the Yerushalmi. Source 14. Amru Chazal. What does it mean? It's not a Davarek from you. Imhu rake, mikemhu. Yerushalmi says, if it's rake, that's you. What does that mean? If it's rake, that's from you. So one of the achrodim in the back of the Gemara, Rishol Katzen Ellenbogen says, the Gemara says in Chagiga, Einodome, Shona Pirko, Mea Pavim, Shona Pirko, Mea Vachad Pavim. As we know, 101 times is not the same as 100. Mikem is Gematria 100. Imhu rake, if you don't feel it, if it's not connecting, if you're not in the zone of that Gemara, Mikemhu, you only did a hundred times. You didn't go that extra time. Somebody once came to the Vilna Gon and met the Gra. And he says, somebody went to school maybe with the Gra many years ago. He says, I don't understand. We were in Cheder together. How did you become the Gra and I became me? What happened? We were the same, in the same class. So the Gra says, to him. You know the Gemara about um, Gemara Chagiga? Shona Perko, 100, 101. He's like, sure, I know the Gemara. He says, do you believe that Gemara? The Gra asks him. So the guy says, sure, I believe it. The Gra says, I don't believe it. I did it. 
Ain't a dome shown a pirko mea vachad, shown a pirko mea. In davareku, if we feel a little lacking, mikemhu, it's mikem, it's because we only did it a hundred times. Meaning, the extra time, going above and beyond, right, the lishma time. I did, I did a hundred times. I made the party. No, 101. That shows I'm doing it for Hashem and I'm, doing it, I'm not doing it for me. I'm not doing it for the cover that I get for doing it a hundred times. Right? Once I reach triple digits, I'm finished. No. I love I wish I reach triple digits. Okay. Just to end off with one thought, one final thought, and I'll give you a source of this, but it's a Chavetz Chaim. It's quoted in various different svarim. I mentioned it on Yantav as well. And that is, we stand, I don't know when people are going to be listening to this year, we stand here before Yom Kippur. You might be listened to between Yom Kippur and Sukkot or some other time, whenever it's listened to. But there is a Chavetz Chaim that applies to every Chag. He says that not every moment of the year is created equal. Not every moment of the year is created equal. A minute on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, or during Aserah Simei Tshuva, is like three weeks during the rest of the year. If I learn for ten minutes during Aserah Simei Tshuva, it's like learning for a month during Cheshvan. Because these, these, these minutes, these moments are laden, are full of power, are full of... Kodesh Baruch Hu is so close. And it's not only now, every Yantif, Every Chag, the Koach of that Chag, the Adonai HaKovet on Sukkot, Kabbalah HaTorah, Chag HaMatzos, every, there's so many special moments. Purim, Chanukah. We have to realize, not every moment on the Jewish calendar is created equal. And therefore, it behooves us to try to use as many of those moments to, to, to fill them. To fill them. Not let not, not one moment go by. To fill them with Torah, to fill them with, with closeness, with love of Hashem, with Avas Hashem, and realize the power of every moment of this holiday season. So we shall be Zochet to a Gemach Simatova with Hashem, and we will pick up with Parshas Bereshis. Parshas Bereshis, uh, after Yantif, which, Beth Hashem, that will really be the beginning of our fifth cycle. Our fifth cycle here. Um, of going through the Torah. Okay, we'll stop here. Maybe, there might be a Shir Chalamoid sometime, but it won't be uh, Bracious. The Bracious will do it afterwards. There's also Bracha, Sukkot related. We'll see, maybe, but, uh, but Bracious will be after Yantav.